Uh, Taylor, welcome to another episode of Sturgeon Outdoors. Today we have Run and Arrow talking to us about do-it-yourself filming as far as hunting goes. Uh, Trevor, Nick, how are you guys doing today? Awesome. Man. Great. Perfect. Excited to be here. Awesome. So for uh, anyone who doesn't know about Run and Arrow, you want to tell us a little bit about it before we get yeah, into Yeah, we actually, we're just a big group of self-filmers. We started out uh, just the two of us and then it kind of expanded from there. We do have other members as well for the people that don't want to self-film that want to join. Just to, you know what I mean, help uh, spread the word of the brand and basically submit photos and everything for social media recognition. Okay. Uh, yeah, we met a few years ago, actually, you know, and we went to Illinois together, got a lease out there, started hunting together. And we're like, man, this is awesome, but it would be way better if we got all, you know, all our experiences on video. So, you know, we what like five years ago just bought filming equipment just yeah. jumped head first in started doing it taught ourselves how to edit taught ourselves how to film and just jumped head first started from there yeah nice okay so uh what exactly are you guys filming are you filming just uh just deer are you filming i know it's we turkey season now right we have a majority like especially with our staff now we try to film basically year round so we're throwing a lot more mixtures review videos just to basically keep the content coming during those off seasons because our first few years all we did was film hunting and uh we just wanted to have be more consistent for the people that are following us and then basically it started with deer hunting and expanded to everything outdoors hey we noticed we was mainly turkey and deer hunting and then we'd have like a month or two gap in between videos because you know we can only deer hunt and turkey hunt so much right. so we decided we started throwing some review videos uh we've got think uh some elk hunts from some people yeah. out last and moose hunt on there moose hunt. yeah so, so. some fishing videos oh, okay. we're huge into fishing but we try <laughs> <laughs> nice nice so uh i guess for someone who doesn't film any of their hunts where where exactly do you start uh honestly i think it's 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 not easy the part about self-filming is when people get the camera equipment and it's a pain when you got to lug everything in there, especially every single hunt. So if you're going to want to start and if you want to be motivated to do it, you just got to be dedicated enough to try to do it. Uh, and it's literally just where we started. We want to relive that memory basically visually. So we didn't have to just recall and tell people we could show everybody. And it would started out for more ourselves. And then, you know, it expanded from there where we wanted to show other people. So if you want to start, uh, I suggest buying more of like one of the handy cameras, one of the lower end ones, the quality is not going to be there, but you got to make sure it's, it's something that's fit for you. Cause it's, there's been days where we've looked at each other and we're like, man, I just wish we could leave this, you know, 30 pound backpack in the, in the car and <laughs> yeah. don't have to lug everything in every yeah. time. And especially for like more run and gun hunters that are trying to set up everything. It's just another piece to the. And, and you don't even realize how many deer or turkeys or missed opportunities you have, you know, we, we get, shots of deer all the time and you you can't get them on video and half the time we don't even you know try. right because the goal is to try to capture it so if you're not in that moment and you miss it i mean we we started out doing that way i shot one deer and he just walked off screen because i wasn't concentrated on that but it's just something that you know it's if, if you're dedicated towards it it's anybody can do it it's and you, just and it's hard because you got to kill him twice you got to kill him with a video camera and then you got to kill him with the actual weapon you know so it's it makes it difficult and I mean, there was a couple of years where 
I didn't get anything on video because I was more right. interested in, you know, killing the animal than I was actually getting the video. But now I think things are starting to change yeah. a little bit for us. And there's different, there's so many different options too for self filmers. There's many types of different cameras. You started off with a mirrorless camera. I went right to a camcorder. Now he transitioned to a camcorder. So it's, and everything's expensive. So, I mean, if, if you want to get into self-filming, plan on having a little bit of a bankroll. It's not something you can do for cheap. I mean, you, really. you can, you can, but if you want to really make it worthwhile, you don't want to go cheap right off the bat. You want to, you know, buy quality, quality stuff. Cause yeah, if you're trying to be a content, if you're, if you're getting, you know, not very good footage, it's not going to really give you incentive to keep doing it. Right. But if you're using a good camera and you're getting awesome footage at when you go hunt and, you know, and makes so you want to keep doing it. And that's where like, we're, you know, it, you're going to go back and forth between the people that just want the memory and the people that want to try to make content out of it. Because, you know, if you want just the memories, any camera will do. You can you get wanna... a Tacticam. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys use Tacticams or GoPros and yeah, you can get it on video, but it's not going to be great video and it's not going to be video where you're going to be able to have thousands of people want to watch it. You know? <laughs> and then the fact that even after your hunt, there's still more on top of it. Along with like, unless you want to pay an editor to do it, like we jumped right in, we bought the software, we bought new computers, we bought all the editing, you know, it, the tools and tricks and transition pieces and music subscriptions. So there's a lot more behind the scenes than just going out and doing it. But the project, obviously the goal is to get started by filming in the woods. Exactly. Okay. <clears throat> Do you notice a difference? Like your mentality as far as hunting and when you got to film, because the way I'm picturing it is you got to think the animal coming in. I mean, I like for say I'm bow hunting. All right. I'll think of be like, all right, I got to make sure arrows knocked it's in there right it's set up on the rest like it takes another couple steps to do that right oh my gosh yeah <laughs> i would i would look at it as an aspect if if i was just starting out hunting i wouldn't want to sell film i can tell you that because it's a it's a whole other element like i think trevor said it it's best so easy filming somebody else you know like if you're hunting with somebody else and all you have to do is run a camera it's easy mm -hmm. you got no pressure on you at all the right. guy the guy shooting the animal has no pressure on it at all because all he's got to do is do what he normally does and that's you know? and any beginner hunter is so you're all caught up in the moment which obviously we all get there and i mean it's happened to us but when you're trying to sell film it's to make sure everything's an aspect and like when he said you got to kill him twice you do you gotta you know what i mean with the with the weapon itself and on camera so it's something that you just got to be basically motivated to make sure you're doing and stay dedicated to it. We've had a lot of guys filming for us for the last couple of years, and we've had a lot of guys stop filming for us yeah. for the last couple of years because they'll try to start filming and they'll realize, you know, they it's not for them. You know, most guys, you know, some guys think it takes away from actual hunting. Right. I think it makes it more exciting. You know, for me, mm -hmm. I like, you know, I, it, it's just more exciting for me to be That's... able to get it on camera, be able to review it, watch it, show it to my family, my friends. And I don't just tell them a hunting story that this is what happened and no one believes you, you know, now it's all on documented on video and right. there's no, you know, twisting the story around at all. So coming back, yeah. Like coming back to the question, like he just explained, I think it's, if you try it, you're either going to be one of those people that are motivated to get out in the woods and film a lot more, or you're going to kind of give up on it quickly. So it just depends on, you know, what you, <laughs> if you like it right when you get in there. And like us, you know, like we're both very motivated people so 
we work well together and I think right. we kind of push each other. Like I love film and he loves film. And I think if we were doing it by ourselves, be we probably would, I would leave the camera at home more than I take it with me, you know, but <laughs> okay, now that yeah. we're putting together, you know, I feel like you got more pressure on you and incentive to want to bring that right. camera with you every single time you go to the woods, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about, I guess for the next question would be as far as Turkey hunting which I understand you guys are doing now and they, they have eyesight. They, they really can see is, yeah. do you change it up at all for Turkey versus deer or do you kind of keep it along the same lines? So we, I guess it depends on your setup. Mostly turkeys run and gun. So you're using a tripod over a camera mm -hmm. arm. So like with deer, we hunt out of a lot of stands and opposed to blinds. So we're up, it's actually the camera arms mounted to a tree. And we it's, prefer hang ons and yeah. sticks over any other kind of, you know, blind, ground blind right. or tower stand or anything. Like so that. Turkey, it's like, like you said, it's, it's a totally different ball game. So we're either going sitting in a blind or we're running, gunning and trying to move around. And so it basically just a tripod. They do sell, I, I guess, whatever brand you're kind of loyal to for camera arms themselves. They do have a couple different arms that will swivel on a tripod to make it a little bit simpler, but I've kind of, the tr simple tripod's good enough for us so far. And it's a lot easier. Like if you're running decoys, it makes it a lot easier to film them because I mean, they're con so concentrated on that decoy. You can move around and move the camera around, get set up, get ready to shoot. They, I mean, they're concentrated on that decoy. If you're, if you're running gun and you don't have decoys, you're just calling the turkeys coming in and they're, they're looking for that head. They don't right. see it. You know, it's hard to get the camera on them you know, and get the gun up and shoot them, get it all on video. And we do have like a burlap cover. That's like the camo pattern that you literally cut a hole out so you can stick the lens. So the bird isn't just seeing the tripod. I mean, are they going to see it? Who knows? But I'd rather be more protected than anything. Yeah. And like right. this weekend, you know, I, I still film a lot of turkey hunting when I'm back in New York, but this weekend while I'm hunting with him, like yeah. we're taking turns with a camera instead of bringing both cameras, we're just bringing my camera and we're switching off. So you know, he'll film one day, you know, I'll film one day, but we'll both have our guns with us. And it's, and it's easy. It's a, if we could hire a cameraman full time, it'd be the way to go. But I actually, I, we've talked about it. We, I like the challenge of bringing it out there and trying to capture the moment by yourself, mm -hmm. but it is, I love hunting with him too. Cause I'm like, yes, I don't have to worry about anything. Cause he's filming or right. vice versa. So. Yeah. One last thing you guys have to worry about. Right. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we, we love it. I mean, filming for us is, I mean, man, it's almost funner for me to just get it on video now than it's for me to actually kill the animal, you know, half the time just getting the video footage, even if it's, I go hunting and I'm filming does or fawns or anything, you know, a buck, I don't feel like shooting, you know, it's right. awesome just to have that video, you know, and absolutely. Whatnot. And I you think ever like use the video to like, um, like as a scouting technique or anything like that? Or is Honestly, yeah. yeah, it played in part for a deer I shot this year. Uh, well, this past season, okay. I shot him, and I, I it was a bad shot. You guys will see it; it's coming up when, when we, we got a couple of really good season. deer hunts coming up in the fall. but it, the angle wasn't as poor as I thought. When it hit him, I, I was kind of in disbelief, and I'm like, man. And I, I my first thought is to back out, let this deer sit all night. And I came back and looked at the footage, and as I'm watching it. Like that, that's, it's a great tool to have because I could follow the deer. He, I, I hit him back further, but it actually ended up going to 
the liver and a lung. And I watched him bed right down in the video, which I couldn't see with my naked eye. Like I just had the camera panned out that way. So, I mean, it's, it, it's nice for situations like that. You can go back. I can see exactly where I hit the animal. You know what I mean? Like aspects like that, make the decision. Cause there's times like I still let him lay overnight. I knew he was a dead deer, but at the same time, like you, you always have that what if situation or scenario in your head. Mm-hmm. So I let him lay and, he didn't move from where I watched him lay down on camera. And I didn't see that with my naked eye. And, and lighted knots too is right. a huge thing we use when we're self-filming. Like we, we won't bow hunt without them because it, it's a game changer when you're, when you're videoing and you can't see, it doesn't matter how slow you slow down the video. I mean, you could slow a setting. You can't yeah. see that arrow. It's so fast. So we shoot lighted knocks and you'll see it every single time. <laughs> I mean, and it's funny because his video in Illinois this year that's going to be hitting there, we're just watching it today, actually. And uh, it's funny because he's got this part where he walks up. He's like, oh, I think I hit it here. And I'm like, it's a dead deer. And then we literally review the footage. And we, he's like, we should go back to the house. And then we watch the footage. We both look at each other like, let's go after it. Like, yeah, I, I, I didn't like, think it was that great of a shot when I initially shot him, you know. But after we watched the video, oh, my God, I, I smashed him, you know. I mean, every- <laughs> been there, though, like literally <laughs> – you shoot and you always doubt yourself. You know what I mean? It can be the oh, yeah. best. Oh, yeah. Like, what if, right? So it's just, it's nice to have that tool there to look at it again. Or, you know, it. I've had it where, you know, somebody who filmed for us thought they they shot a shot a deer. They thought they hammered it, you know? And then we look at the video and we're like, man, you, you barely just grazed the top of the bat. You didn't even. <laughs> Which happened to another yeah. one of our friends this year. So. so. But, yeah, it's a huge tool. And then, like, we use a lot of video during summer scouting, too. Yeah. We'll, we'll cruise around and, you know, and we'll video bucks in velvet, you know, like a lot of the bucks we were videoing velvet this summer, you know, we, we had trail cam pictures of right. when they were hard horned, you know, which was kind of cool. So, and, and you, it's kind of nice to see where their summer, summer patterns are compared to where they're going to end up in the fall. Cause we got a lot of real big bucks on video in velvet that we yeah. never saw at all, you know, during the fall. Turn into so, a different animal. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's a good thing to have that review, being able to see that. I could definitely understand as far as my aspect, where I do shoot the Luminox as well. Okay. And, you know, it it helps me being able to see it, especially in comparison to without them, you know, where the actual shot was. But even still, there's sometimes where I'll shoot one and be like, "Mm, I don't know, you know, until you actually walk up and then you kind of can see from the ground what actually happened. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's funny because, you know, we, when we first started out, you know, there was a lot of people that were like, oh, why do you guys do that? You know, you don't need to film anything, you know, like it's taken away from hunting, you know, mm-hmm. constantly on hunting and not so much about getting on a video. And man, I, I love it. That's, That's why we didn't listen to them. We're kind know? of the opposite. And I don't know if we touched on it earlier. I'm sorry if I'm going to repeat a story, but when we were in Illinois, our one friend was filming. That's what got us hooked. Because they oh yeah, yeah, he had just a little handy cam, like a two hundred dollar Sony handy cam. He'd pick it up at Walmart, you know, and he was getting all this cool video. And it's and our friend like backstrapped this hundred and fifty inch deer, and we're sitting there watching. And Trevor and I looked at each other. And we're like, "This is what I mean. Who wouldn't want to relive? You know, what I mean, obviously you didn't get the deer. You don't want to relive that exact moment, but just to have it on camera because we went and looked for that deer for the hours. whole, you know, hours and like." We knew it was a bad shot, but obviously we had to do the right thing and go try to take a look for something. 
but you right. know, we can wait the days on that one deer without that footage, just taking a look at it, knowing yeah. that, you know, cause our buddy that shot it thought he hit it decent, but after we slowed it down, we're like, yeah, all right, you can actually see. Right. And literally we like, <laughs> I think we jumped the deer that night or that next morning and you could tell he was just fine they saw him like three days later dogging a doe so you know we could have wasted a lot of time after one animal without that footage but that's that's when we made the decision we were driving back and we're like we got to film and that's basically what how we got started so where do you think uh where have all you guys filmed at like you took talking illinois you're in ohio currently western new york have you done any other hunts anywhere else I haven't personally, like I, that's pretty much my little core area, you know? I mean, we obviously I'd love to fuck. I mean, I, excuse me. <laughs> no, you're good. Go for it. You were doing so well. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, so whole time I was like, don't swear, don't swear. Nah, full Sunday. Full Sunday. <laughs> so the whole time I was, you know, I've been, we've always talked about doing different trips. Nick's going to Kansas this year. Yeah. Which will be okay. awesome. So he's going to be hunting Kansas with his dad. And uh, I go to Illinois every single year. That's we usually go out. We yeah. have a lease out there. And this year, you know, I'm taking somebody else in Nick's place, and he's going to go to Kansas for this this year. But, you know, Ohio, Illinois, New York, pretty much for me, you know. And maybe, honestly, like, ever, I have time. <laughs> and ever since I moved out here, I, I haven't made the trek back to New York a lot. It's, it's, it's night and day. Like, we were driving down the road today, and, I mean, it's – I probably saw 100 deer yeah. today. Yeah. 10 30, there's no. deer out in the field. We're driving back. It's, it's you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, and, and there's five deer out in the field. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> you know, in New York, I'll hunt for a week. I'll see a doe and a fawn. I'll be like, I saw a doe and a fawn today. You know, but we're in Ohio, and I swear to you, I we've seen probably 100 deer tonight yeah, when we're going to roost turkeys, you know. It's so, I, yeah, I literally hunt. I try to stick to the Midwest as much as possible now. And I told him, like, this is this was the year I wanted. My dad and I have always talked about taking a trip. Him and I always go to Illinois. Uh, it's tough not going to Illinois, but I'm excited to, you know, try to hunt one year. It's basically a one-year lease for us because my dad's getting in with a friend of his. So I, I'm going to film him in the morning, and then I'm going to go solo in the afternoon. And uh, that's – And it's you know, tough for us because we both work full-time, you know. Yeah. Nick's a teacher. I'm a nurse. And, you know, like, if we weren't still working full-time in our careers, we'd – have plenty of other time to travel around but it's hard to balance that out because once i take pto time i go to illinois for 12 days it's hard to ask my boss for hey can i take another two weeks to go to this place <laughs> it's, it's hard. But, and you know like that brings up I'm, i i don't know if this is going to be off topic and i'm sorry if i'm rambling but like you're fine go for it watch you know these hunting shows and these hunting videos and you try to stack yourself up compared to these professional guys that literally this is their whole life like and mm-hmm. Let's just go down. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. Our screensaver popped out. Like, whoa. Awesome. Um, like, like he talked about, you know, we have jobs where we typical workers. We, we have families, you know, so like we both have, I have kids. He's got one on the way. I got one on the way. Right. And it's hard to hold those standards up because you see these guys dropping monsters now and I'm guilty of it. Like, I, you know, there's time I, last two years I've struck out in Illinois because I refuse to pick up my bow unless I want to shoot something. Well, these guys are shooting booners every single right. year. And most of yeah. the guys that are into hunting, hunting see that on video and they think that's realistic. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like if you shoot a 120 in New York, everybody in the county's talking about that, you know? Like we go well, out- I got 117 and I thought it was just a monster in comparison, okay. Okay. you know? In Illinois, you shoot a 150 <laughs> and no one even cares, you so know? Like, yeah. I- that. 
I joke <laughs> around because I, I literally, when I moved up to Ohio, I called my dad. I, I shot, I had this area. My friend let me hunt on their property and I shot a deer and I literally called my dad. I said, this is the biggest deer I've ever shot. You got to drive up here because we were in Cleveland. So it's only a couple hour drive from Western New York. So he drives up there. I'm all giddy. I ended up like backstrapping it. The deer came in the following week and I shot this deer and it was a 107 inch deer. I was going nuts coming from New York <laughs> over a hundred. And like to me, you know, I, I, I mounted it. It's one of my, I look in there every day, like in my trophy room, I'm like, I love this deer because like at the moment I was like, holy cow, because it just doesn't happen. And then like he said, we go to Illinois. One of yeah. the second years there, I shot 156. We're literally jumping up and down because, like, this is the biggest deer I put my hands on, right? We get to the taxidermist. The guy looks at it. He's like, yeah, it's a decent deer. I'm like, decent? You know what I mean? Like, you shoot a 130 and you bring it to the taxidermist in Illinois and they look at you like, why would you shoot that? Right. Why would yeah. you do that? Back home, that's a, that's a stud, you know? Like, yeah. So, that's you know when you talked about like different regions it's funny because as we go to different places like when we've been to illinois it's just it totally changes because i'll tell you what if you took a new york western buck, new york yeah. deer and put it in illinois it would die of old age like it would not stupid yeah, if you if you took a deer from stockwell county brought it to illinois or ohio let it go it probably lived it would die it would die of old age i'm telling it's, you those it's a different breed yeah. of deer you know you blink your eye in new york and the deer sees you 100 yards away and he's gone so yeah. mind you the first year we went out to illinois trevor and i were told by people they're like you want to hunt a bunch of field edges like go sit on the fields you're going to see these deer hunt the ag fields and we're like okay cool and we're we go in the woods and we see scrapes we see scrapes. rubs on trees you know the size of my thigh you know and we're like oh my god <laughs> this is amazing this is it so but like how <laughs> how midwest is typically set up it's a little pocket of woods big egg fields compared to new york where it's 90 percent hard wood so we're like we're gonna hunt in the woods these people don't know what they're talking about like we're set up go on in here. cow trails that are going through the woods <laughs> like you wouldn't believe just scrapes on every single tree but well in reality what we were doing is we were pushing the deer out because they bed in those little pockets so when we're trying to hunt there we weren't seeing the first year we get this lease i'm like we need a new place i'm telling him i'm like this stinks and he's like well let's try the egg fields and i'm like all right let's go sit there and then we see like 40 deer in a night i'm like this is what it's talking about so <laughs> it's just different regions of where you hunt is it, it, it changes dramatically like there's a bar we go into for food and the guy's literally got four or five booners on the for wall. food yeah. <laughs> for food <laughs> like, yep yeah. <laughs> i tried to keep this speedy. no yeah. um, but like the guy looks at us because we're like, man, those are great deer. And he's just like, yeah, I, I go out and hunt during gun once in a while. He's got like four or five booners, which is unrealistic to when, when I was hunting in New York. You know, when somebody shoots a booner there, it's everybody gets that picture. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's different locations, different where. So we try to film and show the aspects of real hunting in different locations. But it is a lot of it is a lot of pressure, you know, because you're trying to compete with these big name guys that are just dropping you know, pofers and booners every single year on video. And, you know, we got some guys on our staff that are, they'll shoot a six point and we're like, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we get we, we support on, it, you know, and that's yep. fine. You want to show if whatever, shoot, whatever makes you happy. I don't care. I grew up shooting the first deer I saw. I shot probably a hundred deer that were, you know, <laughs> under 50 inches, you know, like yep. Yep. growing up, you know, but now like the more we mature as, hunters you know i've been bow hunting for probably right 24 years now i think i uh so it's, the more you 
mature as a hunter, it's you're going to set that bar a little higher for yourself. But if you want to shoot a spike, I don't care, you know, yeah. come with me, shoot a, shoot right. a doe if you want. I don't, right. inches don't matter that much. I, I get just as hyped over shooting a hundred inch buck in New York as I would a, you know, a huge buck in Illinois, Ohio. Like it doesn't matter to me. I, every buck I shoot, I call Nick and I'm like, I just shot a monster. Hundred inch eight point, you know, like I yeah. get packed up. Like, and to me, it's more about I don't care. Like if it gets my blood flowing, I'm gonna mm-hmm. shoot it. Like I don't care what right. other people think about the deer I shoot. You know, that's the deer I wanted to shoot. And know? that's what we try to oh, promote. Yeah. Well, like you know, we'll, we'll post pictures of whatever buck most people kill, and you know, some people get hammered on there because social media is brutal or brutal nowadays. Oh like, yeah warriors that you know what i mean want to say put why would you shoot that deer and like i get give them else. another two years yeah. you know and everybody has their own standards i hold you know i try to hold myself accountable for it but like we were in illinois a couple of years ago and this one of my favorite memories is i had a 130 come out chasing these doe and i told myself that year i'm like i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna try to shoot you know 140 or better i just shot that 150 the year before and he came out it was one of the most exciting amazing moments i'm watching pushing these doe running his head off knocking down corn stalks chasing these things and i shot him like it was just you know my heart was going faster than probably any deer i ever shot at that moment and like that's what I, trevor and i were talking about for a moment there that inches is ruining the score of hunting like everybody every i feel like there should be a baseline so you can say hey i shot like this you know what i mean and tell somebody but at the same time when people start getting judgmental like that's what we talked about mm-hmm. earlier regions too and what's necessarily good for nick isn't good for me like we were hunting three yards away the one year in illinois probably four years ago and a stud eight point probably a five-year-old buck his name was plug we had him on his name was plug because he had a huge shotgun wound right in his back strap he had a hole right below his spine where he got shot during shot must have been a youth season yeah Yeah. it was early and and he comes out, as soon as he comes out of the field, because I could see him from one side of the field. Nick was down at the other end of the field. I te- I'm texting Nick. I'm like, shoot that buck. Shoot that buck. He walks by <laughs> Nick at like 20 yards. I watch <laughs> him walk by. You know, I'm like, why aren't you killing that deer, you know? No, my phone so, was just buzzing in my pocket. <laughs> like, I know he's watching. So I, I got my grunt tube. I'm like, mah, 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 and I'm like, <laughs> I'm snort wheezing this deer trying to turn him towards me. Cause if I'm like, if Nick's not going to shoot him, I'm yeah, going to shoot him. Like, I would have uh, shot him a hundred times, you know, but yeah. it just wasn't the deer he wanted to shoot and go figure what two days later, you shoot a 157. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's a blessing. That you probably did right. cast him. But, but for me, like I said, that's a big deer for me. Like I don't care about inches. Like if it, if I see a deer and I want to shoot him, I'm going to shoot him. And that's what we were trying yeah. to promote. Yeah. yeah. Like whatever gets people going, we have no, qualms against anybody that wants you know if if your heart's racing on it shoot it it's shoot what makes oh yeah it. but like i i like this weekend i came out to ohio i'm here for two days i'm like man i tell you what if a jake wants to gobble like a a big boy i'm gonna shoot him like a big boy i don't care <laughs> yeah, exactly Long beard, exactly gonna, like, me a turkey's a turkey you know so like if he gets my blood flowing he's coming in gobbling i i'm gonna give it to him you know what so. 
When I told Trevor that I couldn't go to Illinois this year, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to Kansas. My dad, first words out of his mouth were, good, now nobody's going to yell at me for shooting a 120. Like, oh, <laughs> We've always celebrated whatever deer. It doesn't matter. Whenever one of us shoots one, we get right down. And like, it doesn't matter if it's a 90-inch deer to 150-inch deer. Like, it's it feels like, you know, a booner every time. So if people make a game of inches. I totally get both aspects of it. I see why people want to try to let it mature. But at the same time, you hunt what you have. Like, I'm not going to sit at my parents' property in a- or Asheville and expect 140-inch deer to come out of there. It's just not going to happen. You know that, what I mean? Like, and that's one of the biggest things, like misconceptions of people. I think they watch these, they watch the juries, they watch all these big-name hunters. You know, I love watching them too. But you can't kill a booner if you don't have a booner on your property. If right. you don't have a deer, a big deer, you can't kill a big deer. You know, it's just right, exactly. Guys are watching these videos they're hunting a you know 30 acre piece you know that is behind somebody's family's house sitting there expect passing all these deer expecting to shoot this monster that's just never gonna come you right. know it's never gonna come mm-hmm. i've hunted new york for you know 20 some years and i've only seen one deer over 150 inches in 20 some <laughs> years you know yeah so i mean it's just dying. unrealistic to expect to shoot a big buck <laughs> every time you go in the woods you know so it's a dream but unrealistic for most well that's why it gives you that goal to be like yeah maybe someday you know i'll get one like that but yeah i agree it's a you gotta kind of play what you have yeah you can't just sit there and you can't be like oh yeah i'm gonna go shoot i'm gonna go out and shoot this one it's gonna be nice easy at 10 o'clock today i'm gonna go good to go right you know it's just it's not one of those things that ever happens and that's why we run, we're, we're pretty religious about our trail cameras. You know, we yeah. run them year round and, you know, we know mm-hmm. what we have. And if you don't have, I'm not hunting a ghost. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, some guys say it's not fair, you know, and, and what not to run cameras and it's not real hunting, but you know, I think it, if anything, it makes it. There's pros and cons of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's states that are banning some cell cameras because they feel it gives the unrealistic edge. I see it. I see the point. I literally, I had my buck on camera. I got a ding on my phone and I knew he was coming. Like, is that fair? Probably not. But at the same yeah. time, like the, his Ohio bucky shot this year, he sends me a text. He's like, dude, he's hitting the scrape up on the top field. Yeah. I'm like, he's coming down. He's coming down to the food plot. You're going to kill him in the next 30 minutes. And sure enough, he did. And the, the same type, like same aspect. He was the most mature deer that I felt that I had. I'm waiting for these teeth results. But like I passed the video that's coming up, I literally have two bucks in the field that are bigger than him. And I think they have more potential at a three and a half and that two and a half that would score higher where that doesn't matter to me because I want to try to go for that mature deer. So without those pictures, I would have shot the first, you know what I mean? Buck that walked right. out there. So it's like, there's pros and cons to both sides and I see it, but like at the end of the day, I, I think my goal now is to try to capture a mature deer more than anything. Like if, if I have that, you know, five and a half year old deer that's not scoring as well, I'm going to shoot the five and a half year old. Just like a mature doe, they're they're hard mm-hmm. to get. It's not like they're not a dime a dozen that everybody feels like they can just drop. Yeah, so. I'd, r- I'd rather shoot an old long nosed doe than a you know two year old buck. You know? Right, right, yeah. We want, you know, our, we're hoping our more of the followers of our fan base are the ones that literally, you know, want to see that everyday aspect of realistic right. hunting instead of. I don't have, we don't have four or 500 acres where we can manage every we don't, year. We don't hunt property. seven states and have hundreds of private leases that mm-hmm. we can, can run cell cams 
year round and try to peg these deer, you know, telegraph them to the point where, you know, like right. some of those guys are dropping like three or four <laughs> booters this year in and different states. And honestly, know? that's why I think we started expanding when we talked about running arrow and where we wanted the direction to go to. We, we, it's funny cause we talked about it and the first night we're like, why don't we try to get a couple people to film for us? Let's see what's out there. Trevor's like, all right, people, we put, made a post on social media. We didn't have many followers then. And we made a post and people are sending us like their job resumes, like every day. Oh, really? Trying to do that, and we're Some like, of the guys were thinking they were like paid positions. Yeah. We're going to pay you to like, come. no, I mean, it's more of like a camaraderie, like a team. And that's, aspect. and we wanted to expand it to show different regions of, of hunting. You know, we're not out in this west or as far west as we'd like to be. We've had a few people, like I said, with a couple elk hunts. Um, but we'd like to feature more of that. So if you have any, you know, West Coast followers there. Yeah, definitely then let yeah. you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> of, www. I know, right? <laughs> We're just going to pitch ourselves all. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, that's that was that was our goal. Try to and mainly because like, yeah, heck yeah, me and Nick would love to do this full time and film full time and have it just be me and Nick featured our, our hunts, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not realistic we work full-time we both got families we can't do that you know and unless, our, unless you know our followers only want to see like two videos a year. right you know, and that's so. what like we we appreciate our, our the people we Big call time. pro staff like yeah, we separated they, it in two categories pro staff film field staff are the one that send in pictures and like we couldn't be anything without those guys because they're always they're right. just as dead we are and guys yeah. and girls you know i shouldn't just say guys but like they're out there just as much as us like and they're busting their they're busting their ass and they're there they're it hunt, is i knew it was coming <laughs> they're hunting just as hard as we you know they're like we are they yeah. hunt just as hard as we do but they all have full-time jobs and families and they can only submit you know we made it a two two video a year minimum right and that's it you know they got filmed two two videos a year for us okay and that, that's it. You know, they send it in. We, ed- we do all the, ed- me and Nick do all the editing ourselves. So oh, nice. So they show in, they just send us their SD cards or, or uh, Google drive. Yeah. All their raw footage and we just edit it together. So. Nice. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So that way you get a good reach of everyone kind of around. Exactly. Yeah, if anyone from the West coast, you know, feel right? free to let these guys yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't discriminate against East coast either. So whoever, but like, <laughs> now see, I, I totally agree. I have family in Ohio and to look at the pictures of trail cams that get sent to me from Ohio versus what you pick up in New York, it's night and day. Yeah, I mean, oh. I've been down there and I've seen, you know, some two-year-olds that would met like far superior in size compared oh. to like a three or four-year-old out here, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's I'm, just... I got, I got trail cam pics of like, you know, three-year-olds in New York that are like 120 inches and I sent them to Nick and I'm super excited. And he'll send <laughs> a, you know, a two-year-old that's <laughs> twice his size, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, man. But, living in new york for you know yeah like i mean i got my 100 it was 117 is what i ended up scoring out to be i got that thing mounted on my wall that's a great did you put it on the wall it's a uh euro mount i got euro mount. i would have put it i would have mounted it i would have shoulder mounted i pretty much (laughs) (laughs) but yeah fuck big enough to shoot i'm gonna probably put it on the wall right yeah that was one of those it was probably it was the biggest buck that i've ever gotten so you know of course i was all hype ready and 
the story behind that is you could hear this doe coming in, like just bleeding like crazy. And there's actually a guy who owns a goat farm down below me. Okay. And it was like, it's kind of sound like one of the goats. I was like, do one of the goats get out? It's kind of like lost <laughs> up in the woods here. So, you know, I kind of look over and I see this doe and it probably walks 10 feet in front of me, 10 feet underneath my stand. I was like, there's a buck behind it. There has to be. So I get all ready and I'm waiting. And sure enough, this buck comes out and it's probably about, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 yards away. I pull out my, yeah, I was using a shotgun at that point, pull it out. First shot, the deer takes off. I was like, what happened? You know, I know it's clear shot. It's nice right. and close and it takes off. So I was like, all right, unloaded. And I eventually got it, it eventually stopped. And I took another shot at it and dropped down. My first shot had actually hit Rayton's chest and blown out the side. So it was a dead deer. It was just took off. Yeah. Like yeah. It was a good, good first shot. And I was like, absolutely. But I was nervous when it took off. I was like, did I miss it? I didn't think I did. <laughs> yeah. Like what's going on here? I know it's a good shot. It's nice and clear what's going on. I miss with shotgun slug season, man. I feel like a lot of now that rifles are legal, I almost feel like it's almost too easy. You know, like, you know, I can reach out so much farther, you know, with, with a rifle than you can a shotgun. And I don't think Nick's even hunted deer with a, with a gun in how long? 12 years, 12 years, 12 years. years. That's crazy. First off, how far did yours go? Like, did he, did you, when you take that second shot, like, was he dead? When I took that second shot, he was probably about, I don't know, a grand total of maybe 40 yards away at that point when he actually ended up stopping. Gotcha. Yeah. So, gotcha. so you could have shot him with a bow. Yeah. Really? I, I could have. If yeah. it was bow season, I would have. Oh, well, for sure. I literally, the reason, okay, so the name run and arrow, we were talking about like run and gun. And like, like I was like, you know, well, I, our style of hunting is like a run and gun style of hunting, but with, with, with bows. You with know? Bo- so Trevor's mm-hmm. like, it, it's got to be something with like the weapon. So it should be like run and bow. And we kept saying like run and bow. We're like, that doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> then, <laughs> so then we said run and arrow. I'm like, okay, hopefully people get it. You know what I mean? But like, so we we're talking about, why we enjoy using a bow compared to a gun, which both are enjoyable. Like he was talking about, yeah. but like I ruined myself for it. And the only reason I'm telling the story is because literally the only, I haven't picked a gun up in 12 years to go hunting after because I went in and I was at my parents' property in New York and I had a deer coming up and I fell that morning. I literally fell and I should have just not shot. I should have made sure like my shotgun was on. And He's blaming I, it on that. No, I, I, I murdered before. I'm not kidding you. Like it was, it was terrible. I shot it and it ran. I shot it seven times. I shot at this thing. I don't know where my scope was at, but I walked up on it and it was literally just laying there and I had to put it out of his misery. And that's what I told my dad. I was like, I'm done hunting. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. And he's like, Oh, you got to sight it in. You should have walked out of the woods. I was like, you know, I wasn't thinking that far, but I was like, I'm just going to stick with a stick with a bow after this and well actually I think last year was the first time you picked up a gun we took him turkey hunting in Michigan right and that that was the first time he, he <laughs> bought a new shotgun gets got it sighted in because we we're just you know at that point it was like we're just trying to create more content right. for the channel you know mm-hmm. and like yeah. I love turkey hunting but not nearly anything compared to as much as I love white-tailed deer hunting I mean I'll, right. I'll turkey hunt in the spring because season's open 
I love hunting. I love yeah. being out outside, you know, but like to me, I love, I love, trust me, I love killing turkeys, but oh yeah, it's not even comparable to deer hunting for me personally, you know? Well, Trevor's got this move too. So I don't know if you know, your gun's <laughs> on a sling. Yeah. Like he's got this great technique of whipping it around and if a bird comes up <laughs> yeah. just like lets it loose yeah yeah we'll, and, have, to, we'll have to sit yeah. in that cliff so we walk up and we were hunting with a, a two close friends of ours that actually filmed with us and uh this johnny kid is like you know what i think we got when we crest this peak let's just be careful when we get up there and i told trevor i was like guys i gotta pee so i walk over there i put my gun down all of a sudden i see trevor whip up and these birds were coming up the hill as they were trying to peek up over it yeah, i didn't think anything was there i thought johnny was full we're, of it, we're so. just standing there and he he had a gobbler in one hand and four more red <laughs> so trevor whips up does this move shoot drops one they look at me and i'm sitting there and i'm like i don't know what to do guys <laughs> like they're all running and i'm like i'm sorry but it was you no know, it, it's exciting like Especially when you fun. have that gobbler going back. And that's the thing with gun hunting. I'm not like, I, I a hundred percent love bow hunting. Yeah. You know, it's not even comparable to gun hunting for me, but I gun hunt because it's more of a camaraderie thing. Like I love spring Turkey hunting with my boys. I love, love gun hunting deer with my dad and my, my brother, you know, in in the fall, you know, but right. if I had to choose between bow hunting and gun, it wouldn't even be close for me. Yeah, you know, same. to me, I feel like, Boat takes a whole different level of hunting skill to to harvest an animal than a, than right. a gun does. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you get in those <laughs> arguments about like traditional versus compound and you know right, crossbow, right, right. like it, whatever. It's as long as people enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, like me, to. like I, I don't care. Whatever you want to use makes you happy. It's fine. Whatever is right for you is not yeah. necessarily right for me. You know, because there's so much hate out there. I feel like I. I and don't get me wrong, I, I, before I start preaching to the choir here, like the one thing I'm against is I'm not against high fence hunting. Or I'm sorry, the one thing I am against, I'm against high fence hunting. It just, <laughs> Wait, say that again? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the one thing I feel like is just unfair. But then you have people, you know, that have really opened my eyes saying, what about high fences with like 10,000 acres? Yeah, those, those animals. Or for like, you know, like months. disabled vets or, or yeah. children with disabilities or stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So but everybody, like, and it's okay. Everybody has their opinion, but I feel like you got to give the animal a chance, you know, it's not fair, you know, in my opinion. And if people that do it, we still, we're not going to, we're not going to go out of our way to knock you at all. You know what I mean? It's not we, like we're a hundred percent fair chase. Like exactly. we, if you film for us, there's, you'll never see a, a high fence hunt right. ever. Right. So we just finished talking about, uh, I also agree hundred percent. Like archery hunting is definitely my favorite. I love, yeah. first of all, the weather, as far as yeah. the weather goes, you oh, can't perfect. beat it. You know, I'd rather be sitting there when it's like, oh man, it's a cold front of 50 versus, oh man, it's, it's snowing right now. Right. You yeah. know, just sitting there freezing cold. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I also. Fighting with bugs everywhere, you know? Yeah. I, uh. I have a compound bow and I, I love it. Just love hunting with that. I've yet that's, to get a buck with it. I've gotten a few dough, but I've yet to get a buck with it. So that's, do you so think yeah. that uh, trail cams are kind of changing the way people hunt now? Cause now you can actually see and get the inventory. You think that it's really changing or you think for the most part, people are still going out there and just browning down. It's, it's so tough, you know, really. But for me, it's more of like, 
if I got, you know, a trail cam on a trail or a hot scrape or a food plot, I know when they're using a certain area. I run them during even shed season when I know when uh, I find a lot of sheds every year because I run my cell cams and if they're coming out to the food and they only got one antler, I know that antler's close by. You know, I know when right. they shed, go in there and grab it. You know, like it's same with scouting for deer. You know, we put them on scrapes, we put them on food plots, put them on trails. And when those deer are hitting certain areas in in the year, if we haven't got a picture on a, uh, you know, what we would consider a, you know, a good food plot or a trail at a certain time of the year, we're, we're going to look at the other pictures and know that that's the spot we need to hunt, you know? So, I mean, yeah, it's an advantage. Like back in the day when we didn't have cameras at all, you know, we got these set stands that, you know, you're, you're going out there and you're sitting there, you'll sit there all day and yeah, eventually a deer will probably walk by, but when you don't know what's going to walk by or when they're using a certain area or a certain time of the day, even like you may have a ton of action at night in a certain area. And you're like, man, look at all this sign, all these tracks and all this, all this activity. But if they're using it at 10 o'clock at night, what's, how's that going to help you kill that deer? You know? Mm -hmm. Well, for instance, one, there was a, I had a buck that had this little flyer, a little drop time that I was after this year. And I remember texting them in the morning and he was literally in one area and I, I was going to go to that stand and I didn't because I was getting pictures of him. So I went all the way around. I looped around and he didn't come to me. But I mean, how many times have hunters walked into a stand and you, the, the field yeah. blows and yeah. like, you're like, oh, it's yeah. probably a go yeah. or something that's like good, that. But that's like, a great point. So <clears throat> is it unfair? I just, I don't think it's unfair. I think it just, you know, another, helps us gives our advantage. Another like, arrow in right. your quiver the way I look at it. Because that, then it goes yeah. back to whole thing of like why use a compound bow over traditional i'm huge compound you know what i mean i can't yeah. hit any traditional bow but like most guys can look at it and be like you know why would you use a compound it's just it's advancements in technology and i feel like it's adding sport for the hunters it's not a guaranteed kill by any means but anything we can do to get the edge like just like scent control it's like why wash your clothes you know what i mean you can't limit yeah, one right. aspect if let I, people go with the other if i get a cell cam picture at you know 5 30 in the morning and i got four does in front of my tree stand you know on the edge of a field or something i'm not gonna hunt that stand usually because i'm not gonna want to go in there and push them off and we're right. without it you yeah. just be they're walking all, right in there they're all so. blown, yeah without the camera you're walking right in there they every they're blowing running all right. over the place and then your morning hunts kind of kind of spoiled as you're hoping it's a doe yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so or or like for instance we've had pictures of of uh bucks working scrape lines right and we'll get a picture of them working a scrape you know near like heading a certain direction and we're like oh he's working a scrape over on this you know this camera looks like he's heading towards this tree stand and that'll then we'll swoop in there and hopefully you know we're right right, you know i mean so it's got its good and it's bad some guys say hey you know that's not good you know that's taking advantage of it you know it's unfair advantage you know i feel like that's modern day how people are you can't please everybody yeah. so like it's exactly. just whatever you know what i mean it's, it's your opinion on the matter and unless the state outlaws it if if they allow me to do it i'm gonna you know what i mean i'm gonna try to take advantage mm-hmm. of it. so yeah i know i've definitely had those those run-ins with the deer uh this past year i have an area where there's no cameras at all so just kind of walking up walking to the stand um but through scouting and everything, I know there's a bunch of deer sign up there. And I probably walked within 15, 20 feet of a deer. And 
no the deer had no claws there i had my little green headlight on and you know it just starts kind of end up walking around me but still walked around like it was cautious and knew something was going on but didn't quite know what and that one i was actually able to physically see that one was a doe so i was like yeah you know (laughs) at least it's just a doe right (laughs) but yeah that one i mean just coming up and i mean at one point like it couldn't see with the light and it was super dark morning you know and it just to be able to see its head and be like okay at least it's just a doe there's been many times where it's like it's just the tail who knows you know exactly for me personally like i love trail cameras because i like to build like a like a history with a deer you know, mm-hmm. if I'm hunting a deer, it makes, to me, it makes it more exciting when I got his pictures, I'm hunting him, I kill him. And then I look back, I'm like, man, I've had him on trail camera this many times. And then we can add that content into our videos when we're adding right. them. Like, here's the video of him working a scrape. Here's a right. picture of him, you know, whatnot. And it just adds to the story, you know? So, yeah, I love yeah. him. Okay. And I know we talked about self-filming. I know we've gotten off track and just talked about hunting the whole time. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. It's all, all in one, you know. All right. All right. Cool. It's all like, in one. Focus is back in the filming aspect. But, um... <laughs> I know. I was trying to, trying to swing it around there. <laughs> as long as it makes it in the end, you know, ah, whatever. It's about, it's about filming. <laughs> you know, one thing Trevor and I were talking about prior to this is like, the importance of also different angles. So for people that want to self-film, having a secondary camera angle, like a GoPro and different aspects, because it can add so much element to a video that you're trying to put. Now that's for people that want to be content creators. Do you need it if you're just looking for the memory? No, but like, it's always, it's always a great experience watching yourself draw back on the deer and letting the arrow go and like Mm -hmm. seeing your pure reaction compared to some fabricated, you know, follow-up shot that you got to spin your camera around get that break like it's just there's nothing more real than like the mm-hmm. as it happens so like, we try to capture and it's not that simple because there's been plenty of times i remember one year in illinois i turned my i thought my gopro was on i thought i turned it on and i literally didn't have it on so i turned it on as i was calling him and it actually made like the camera the better even though i missed the shot of me taking it but i still had like that pure enjoyment of me screaming out yeah. I just hit this deal. like <laughs> get down let's go you know what i mean like yeah. so it's just it's you know it's the camera angles the extra batteries the backpacks like it, there's just there's a lot when it comes to the whole self-filming it's not just buy a camera and go out there but yeah the it's a process then you got to get to the stand at least probably like 15 minutes early just to set oh. up you know, setting right. up a camera arm in the dark it's, is about impossible. Oh my but. god, it's, it's <laughs> horrible. I, I hate morning hunts only because it takes so much effort to try to set up. And I, I, I don't like using headlamps and flashlights, and I don't care if anybody says, Oh, the red light deers don't mind that. You know, I still I'm setting up my camera equipment in the dark with As like, just by feel, you know, trying to. Yeah. Try arm on the base and the camera trying to snap it in without dropping a you know a two thousand dollar camera 20 feet out of the tree you know right that's where we broke every twig because we refused to use lights so it's like <laughs> yeah. we're pushing everything out of there anyway but <laughs> yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of morning hunts but as far as like do-it-yourself hunting i mean would you recommend it to other people yeah absolutely like 
we've had we still have plenty of staff that does guided hunts too so i'm not knocking that at all like that's that's amazing because you already have somebody that knows the terrain Mm -hmm. knows the experience we like to kind of go in blind and like even with our illinois lease we want to try to pick up an area in the future we'd always keep that one because we we figured it out we kind of love it we see a lot of deer now but it's always that new challenging element of walking in for instance tomorrow like today we got home from our hunt and i looking online looking at public land in ohio nearby like tomorrow we're gonna go hit up a piece of public yep. things like if 19, the morning nineteen thousand acres you know we're gonna go ch- check it out because mm-hmm. we haven't really had much luck on you know the pri- pieces of private that we've had you know great for deer right. not so good for turkey right. so so it's just it's that element of like the challenge and it, and it is there's a sense of accomplishment like i don't want to sit in somebody else's tree stand I want to right. scout the property myself. I want to figure it out myself. I want to hang my own set. If right. I fail, I fail. You know, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've done it plenty of times, but the sense of joy you get from when you actually do accomplish something, when you hung that set yourself, you killed that animal, you got it on video, everything you did yourself. I don't want to say, like, hey, I got a tree stand over there in the corner of that field. You want to go sit in it? Okay, cool. You know? But if you had a booner over there, I'd go sit in. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who am I kidding? Yeah. <laughs> but, you, know, but you, you know what I mean? Like, I totally agree with Trevor. Like, I, I get that, you know, sense of accomplishment. And it's just, I guess it's different designs for different hunters. Because, you know, you got yeah. people that pay big money for big leases and things like that. It's just whatever, you a, know, decide to do. And, so. like, back to where the origin of, you know, running arrow came from. The first, like, three days we are hunting that one year we hung like what nine different stands or something yeah like bouncing around you know we're like Not, oh. well we'd pull them like we'd sit there for a day and we we're trying to be aggressive than sitting being passive and it worked out in the end trevor killed a nice you know a nice buck that right literally the second to last day and it was just because we moved so much and, and put it so we felt like we were just on top of the world it didn't matter if it was a booner if it was like a, a spike at that point like we right. i i remember beating in the field and i know it's gonna sound terrible but like trevor jumps up and i'm holding him in the air <laughs> and he must have strong legs to hold me up like we're joking around like it's just, not a dirty dancing yeah because we worked so hard for a year like if it didn't matter who killed it we both felt like it was just like the, the best thing that's ever. what i love about hunting with nick is because we don't if he kills a deer uh, yeah. good buck i'm just i'm almost more excited than if i do it myself exactly you know yeah. like like I don't, it doesn't matter to me. It's a team effort, you know. Like he kills a big buck, we're after. Great, you know. I can, I can't imagine hunting with like people that have that jealousy aspect now. I hate that. Just, and they ruin it for you. You know what I mean? Like, or people that walk up. We, for instance, we had, you know, a couple of years ago, we were turkey hunting, and somebody shot a Jake, and the guy came. Guy comes walking over. We don't even know the guy, and he's like. We don't shoot Jake's around here. We're like, you know, we're celebrating over this. I was like, well, we shoot, <laughs> we shoot Jake's over here. Know, you right? know, like, <laughs> you're on your property. We're still on ours. Like, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, I know it doesn't fit everybody's needs, but it, it's just, it's nice to have somebody that pushes you and challenges you. Or at the same same, the same time, if there's a big buck and everybody's after it, and one one guy shoots it, like I'm happy. Like, oh. great. I'm glad somebody killed it. You know, because right. like. I'm not, why would I be mad at that? You know, you like, you, you worked hard, you killed it, you know? Absolutely. So, but yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, I want to say that we're we pretty much covered. Again, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. We'll definitely talk again. 
Perfect. But uh, yeah. So if anyone wants to see your guys' videos, hear more about you, where where can they go and find that kind of stuff? On basically our social media, we have you know quite the following on Facebook, Instagram. We're not really that active on TikTok. Well, but... Nick's more active on TikTok, <laughs> but as far as like we're starting to build a pretty good following on TikTok, I think. But yeah. just because the the young kids now are swinging more away from Facebook and Instagram, so we're trying to get ahead of what's next, you know, because pretty much you know something's going to be obsolete right. eventually and then our video content is on youtube but we always have links posted to that on both of our social media yeah and so, then you know we were actually wondering about the podcast and like can we post it up to our page after you're finished with oh everything? for sure okay perfect. for sure oh yeah podcast yeah, we, we for sure we can do that. For other content too, we got plenty of guys on our staff that would love to. Yeah, probably guys are good. Like we literally have you know twenty six people to film and like thirty some people that are field staff that I know. If you needed content in different areas, you know anything from, we got guys that deep sea fish to hot yeah. nacios in yeah, exactly. Florida. You know, so, like oh really? Different stuff. So yeah, whatever you know. If you got any show ideas or podcast ideas that you want, I know. They, yeah. fully because we're basically like a big family that's what we try to the people that apply like we always give like a grace period and see how it works out because if they're not part of the family if they're all because we've also had people that try to chase followers and try to get that self-recognition where yeah right. we've had we've had people come to new you know that come to new york and hunt with us we've gone to right. different states and hunted with them like like we're just trying to promote that family exactly. right yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely always interested in finding people to talk to, Perfect, you know, sure. something different, something new. Oh yeah. Well, we got you on there. We'll hook you up with everybody. So awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's been great talking to you guys. You too, man. Hopefully uh, next time you see us on, you know, social media, we'll have a picture of me or Nick behind a big turkey or a small turkey either or way. if you get something send, send it to us yeah I mean if you know if you, when you go out yeah if, if Harry, oh, for sure when New York State turkey uh, season opens hey thanks for listening keep up to date with us for the latest happenings between episodes by following our Facebook Instagram and TikTok page we'll put a link in the description and until next time we'll talk to you